Welcome to MVP. We are Sports Illustrated's Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the Most Valuable Podcast. Brought to you by the Most Valuable Podcasters. Hello, Jessica. Hello, (laughs) Charlotte. How you doing? Uh, I've been starting to spell your name Charlotte, like C-H-A-R-L-I-T. Oh, like it's lit? Like behind your back to other people. Oh, okay. Not as an insult, just like it's faster and it's funnier. Yeah, it feels, I'm going to say, I'm going to choose to believe it's endearing. Yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah, not yeah. to make fun of you. Yeah. It's like Charlotte. I like that. It's just- I'm here for it. It's there. It's easy. It's there. I feel like that could be a good uh, temporary tattoo for me. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just had it like with flames coming out. Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. Well, well it's uh, not like I'm going to say like Charlotte. 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 Yeah. Like, no. I don't even know how to say that. It's kind of a, um, it's kind of a royal name. Okay. Thanks to William and Kate. So, uh, well, also like Queen Charlotte, wasn't there a Queen Charlotte? Was there Princess Charlotte? Well, there's a bit, right. There, it, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, thinking of Queen Anne. <laughs> I think you're thinking of like maybe Queen Elizabeth or Victoria. But it it's like, yeah. I see where you're, I see where you're going with that one. Okay. Uh, so this week we have a pretty stacked show, we especially do. in the segments, which I'm very excited for. Uh, we are. Going to start out talking about Magic Johnson's surprise retirement last night. We also have some March Madness post-mortem, Jets uniform analysis, uh, WrestleMania. What else do we have, Jess? We have drama on the Packers. We have Chris Davis's sad little hitless streak. It makes me really sad. Um, we have uh, the sad little Dwayne, Dwayne Wade ad. Oh, yeah. And uh, in segments, we have personal news, Ask a Youth. Uh, we're talking about Old Town Road today, folks. Really excited. Uh, we're talking about the Reds-Pirates fight. Uh, keeping your emotions off the internet is it sports? We have a special Masters Week agro facts, which a, which oh, is debatable whether it, it well, might it be nature's might be facts, na- but we'll, we'll, get we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get. We have a, the Mike Trout fan club, of course, and mm-hmm. we have a new segment called Patriot of the Week. I love it. Let's get into it. All right, let's start with the Magic Johnson news, which hit last night. Um, as I well, was Tuesday. Tuesday sorry, night. sorry, sorry. Right. I always do ugh, the time thing, um, <laughs> I which happened Tuesday night uh, before the Lakers last game of the season. Magic Johnson, uh, the president of this little organization <laughs> called the Lakers. Yeah. That you might have heard of. He was ju- he just gave up. <laughs> he, he called a press conference and was like, so no one knows this yet, but I'm stepping down. It wasn't. Was it even like, I guess technically it was a press conference, but it was just like in a the media halls. Scrum. It was just in the halls of the Lakers. You know, of the Staples Center. I, you know what word I like? Scrum. Scrum. When media it's sc- like a media scrum. That's exactly what it was. Because it makes it sound way more cool and intense than it, it does. It actually is. It does. Like, yeah. a, you know, they just stepped onto a rugby pitch and, then, right, <laughs> you exactly. know, a rugby game broke out. It's totally. Scrum. Uh, Magic's in the middle of the scrum. So what Magic says, essentially, is he was like, you know, I've loved working with Jeannie Buss. She's like a sister, but I didn't tell her that I was quitting because I love her too much. So I'm quitting. That was a weird, weird point to make. I Like, I respect her and I love her like a sister, but I went behind her back and was like, I... Uh, I'm going to ha- have this little media scrum and announce my big news that directly influences her life. It makes it a lot harder. And I also... And he, well, not only that, not a but, an aunt. He was like, I'm doing it this way because I love her so much. Yeah, right. I well, was like, that's not how he close told, working relationships work. Right. And he told Rachel Nichols afterwards that it was because if he sat down with her first, she would have convinced him not to do it. <laughs> which is like such a dumb cop I miss that, really? Yeah. Like, wow. Okay, so if he if she could have <laughs> convinced you to stay, like maybe you actually really wanted to stay, like you, or maybe you really you're just a weak man. Stick to your guns, like 
<laughs> if you really don't want to do it, like you would have been able to be like, hey, no. Right. It was just it's that's a weird excuse. But I don't know. It's this is just funny because LeBron, I think I heard that LeBron's camp, that's how like, you know, the media. That's how they refer to it. It's never just it. LeBron. Right. LeBron's, LeBron's, LeBron's camp. camp. It's LeBron's camp. LeBron's camp is upset because he was sold on this vision of the Lakers that had Magic Johnson, you know, uh, pretending to make phone calls to get other players to come play on right. the Lakers. Like, and in the last few months, there have been all these reports that Magic actually, like, didn't do his job. So LeBron's camp should be happy. I feel like LeBron's I wonder camp- if they just seeded that as a, like, maybe they actually are, and they're putting it out there as sort of, you like know. A th- like a threat, kind of. Yeah. Or- you better hire someone. But you know that exactly. LeBron's going to have a say in whoever they bring Of course in. he like, is. It's I not mean, like... What's interesting to me is that Magic said, you know, I now I can tweet whenever I want. Like his reasoning was that he <laughs> he didn't like not being able to congratulate right. players for being feared of being accused of tampering, which you know, and and the tampering rule is so vague as it is. Like, you know, sometimes LeBron saying publicly he'd love to play with Anthony Davis is tampering and yet like other times congratulating a guy on like I highly doubt if Magic had tweeted like congrats to Russ when he hit whatever milestone he hit that the NBA would have like investigated it for tampering and what yeah what the excuse he gave was like I want to be able to tweet at Dwayne Dwayne Wade and say like happy retirement like dude if he's gonna if he's retiring I think you can tweet about him (laughs) right like right no one's gonna be like oh wow Magic's trying to get Dwayne Wade to come play on the Lakers right like he just retired He's, that means he's not playing anymore. Which, and, you know, we've talked about this before. Retiring in sports means nothing. Right. Well, but I, when like, it comes to Dwayne Wade, I'm going to go ahead and say maybe he's done. Did you see, speaking, like, let's segue into Dwayne Wade for a second. Yes. Um, first of all, last night, or Tuesday night, he tried to jump on the scorer's table for, like, the last time uh-huh. and, like, ate shit and fell. Was that when he crashed into <laughs> Chrissy Teigen and John Legend? No, that was different. Was that, that was during, during the game? The game? No, okay. no, this was after the game. He tried to jump. Did you see this, Brandon? Yeah. That I, I, I miss this. Dying, I was dying was uncontrollably the- because I'm like, yeah, it's time for you to retire. <laughs> it was the funny. Have you ever tried to do a box jump on a box yeah. that's like way too high? Yeah. And you kind of just like you sort of you bounce get like off half it. of a foot on it and yeah. then you fall backwards. That that's exactly what happened. Oh, he he tried no. to jump on the scores table, fell backwards, and he had the mic in his hand and he was like, "That was tragic. Let me try again." <laughs> like he tried to save. Like I feel like that's kind of laughing at yourself. You well, know? Yeah. No. That's he, tragic. he was, but it was. Exactly what Brandon said. I was like, "Yeah, man, you probably should just retire." Like, it's time to hang up the hang up the funny. shoes, man. Uh, also, speaking of Dwayne Wade, did you see the Budweiser ad? I did. Yeah, and I have a lot of thoughts. First of all, it was very moving. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. teared up at the end. But my problem with no, I, it's not a problem. Like, I think basically they have. If you hadn't seen it, it's all these people from his life approaching him, being like, "Your scholarship changed my life." And he would always, right. over the past year, as he's been retiring, he's exchanged jerseys with his favorite players. And these people come up to him and they're like, "I don't have a jersey to exchange with you, but here's my graduation gown. Here's the shirt I wore when yeah. you changed my life." However, here his mom shows. It's very moving. But like, my issue with this, to a certain extent, is. When everyone sort of fawns over, I'm like, it's still a beer ad. Like, it's still an ad for Budweiser. You know, I felt felt somehow whenever brands do this, I feel a little manipulated. I'm like, I would love to have this as its own spot or, you know, a segment on a show and yet hear you. Or like like the the promo for the game. Yeah. And like the Budweiser thing is just behind him lit up the entire time. And I, I felt not, you know, whatever. Ads can be good, I guess. Like, look at Nike. But do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. I think there's constantly this battle whenever 
a brand makes a very like emotionally manipulative yeah. ad for some people. Not a lot. A lot of people just see it at face value and they're like, wow, that's really cool that they did that. Right. Um, but some people do see like, yeah, like that's. And I don't even know if that's kosher of me to say. I'm like nervous no, saying I that. Don't, it just... I, don't, I think that's fair. I think that's like, I mean, like brands are getting into original content now. Right. Like, that's a that's a thing. Like right. that's going to be coming. That's going to be more and more like Budweiser probably has its own in-house production team. For that sure. Is just we're like just focusing on doing these like big promo right. like commercial like this probably took them a oh, they've while been working to this. produce like <laughs> the manpower behind this thing yeah um i mean look i'm not one to talk like i'm in the bag for big hot dogs so right, like of, exactly. you know like You're i'm out critical exactly yeah right, right so but i mean one thing that i i do think sometimes when people do have problems with brands it's like a lot of brands uh, advertising and marketing campaigns over the years are the reason that we have like stereotypes about certain things like the Marlboro Marlboro I can't say Marl Marlboro Marlboro oh my god the Marlboro man Marlboro man Marlboro man I actually can't say it you just say without the L the Marlboro man the Marlboro man the Marlboro man like he like that is a like gender stereotype that that cigarette uh, big cigarette, big tobacco. Big tobacco. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> that like big tobacco kind of was re- was responsible for manufacturing. So maybe it is their job to like undo some of that. Like with the Gillette ad that we saw, mm-hmm. with the oh, toxic everyone, masculinity thing. And everyone, everyone was like, "Oh, I'm a man and I'm threatened. Don't tell me how to." Right. Um. But like before the the backlash to the, the backlash to the backlash. Yeah. Um. I've lost. People were like, maybe Gillette should you know, try to tear down these gender stereotypes because yeah. Gillette might be responsible for some of them when they had all those commercials for like 20 years saying, the best men can get with like right, a right, super right. overly masculine like Or every razor for a woman copy. is pink. Right. Like I do think that's actually interesting. I Yes, I do think that that's probably true and that there is some responsibility. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people who, you know, if a brand tweets something funny will be like, oh, you capitalism how dare you like right. like i'm really not like that and i think that there is value to this um i guess when it's when it's so emotional and right. personal that's when i'm if there if a brand wants to puts out a message like i really did love the like nike crazy ads where yeah. they have all these women being like okay if this is crazy let's do it but but when it's it sort of like hits you with a very specific person mm-hmm. like right in the heart i'm like i'm still beer right well, I, I mean, don't know. maybe maybe it depends on what the brat, what the brand, brat, the brat. <laughs> maybe it depends on what the brand is like. For Nike, it's mm-hmm. like clothing and apparel and like things that you know your favorite athlete wears yes. while they're accomplishing something. For Budweiser, it's like Dwayne Wade doesn't drink Budweiser no. during the game. Like he's not drinking if, Budweiser probably yes. ever. <laughs> Even if that were a Gatorade ad, I think I would have felt differently. I think the fact that it was a beer ad was a little weird to me. I yeah. was like, okay, yeah, I don't know. I let's think- go have some Bud heavies and cry. Yeah, (laughs) I think that like often the the like I don't know I don't want to say like the truth is in the middle, but like it's okay to feel a bunch of different. It's complicated. Like you can feel good about it and feel weird about it at the same time, and it doesn't diminish the power of the ad or like the fact that Dwayne Wade has been a great player and a great role model for so many years. It did show me all the I didn't know some of those things he'd done. And that was very cool. He'd done a lot of great things. Also, like something I find myself thinking more and more, and I feel like I've written this in every article I've ever written, <laughs> is like two things can be true at once. Right. Like, and we're living in a, in an age when we, people are not okay with two things being true at once. And like, yeah. that's just how the like, world the is. Like the ad can be really cool and eye-opening and 
spectacular and make you feel a certain way. And you could also be like, why is this a Budweiser app? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Glad, thank you, Jess. Glad we solved that. Uh, we, got really, we got really deep really fast that. on this pod. That felt, that felt great. I mean, honestly, like... That's what we would have talked about at lunch after this if we You're, hadn't talked about yeah, it on the podcast. So we might valid. as well get content out of it. Uh, NCAA championships. Yeah. March Madness is over. How do you feel about March Madness being over? Good. Yeah. Honestly. Me too. I'm, I'm a little relieved. I was. I love it. It's kind yeah. of exhausting. It is exhausting. It's. A, I mean, and we don't. I don't. I didn't even like cover it or write about it. We we were just kind of in New York. Well, like, we, I think we people, watched the final four. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I just Friday mean like night. we weren't traveling. Like I think oh, about yeah, like yeah, the yeah, whole no. reporters who are on like the three week right. bender of it is. People were like, "Are lot. you guys going to the final four? And I was like, "Excuse me, do you know where the final four is? <laughs> Have you ever listened to our podcast? We are not going to Minneapolis." Not- That's actually funny. One of my friends texted me and was like, "Oh, you in Minneapolis?" And I was like, "Nope." Do you know me? At Didn't all? even try. <laughs> Didn't even try to go to Minneapolis. Shout out Minneapolis, favorite city in America. I would like to go back in the summer. I'm not gonna lie. Like I think in the summer it would be very nice, and it probably owes a chance. But I'm never going in the winter again. Yeah, no. And April is too close to winter. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. Um. So anyway, Virginia, Texas Tech for the men. Actually, no. Let's start with Notre Dame Baylor because, <sighs> yeah, I the fi- the women's final four was so exciting and and great. I have an idea for us. What? What if we pretend that the Notre Dame UConn game was the national championship? I've been pretending that for like four days. Okay. Now. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's make that true. <laughs> Zero on credit to Baylor. Yeah, but whatever. You guys were great. You, they really were. They were pretty good incredible. job, guys. Great. Yep. Nice job. That was uh, that's Charlotte clapping. I'm not clapping for them. No, no, no. Um, I'm bitter. But yeah, the, the Notre, Dame, UConn game Notre was Dame game was unreal. Incredible. Yeah. I just, I don't really have any words. I was really thrilled to see Moffitt McGraw, my honor, the, the <laughs> basketball coach of my honorary school, <laughs> beat Gino. It's so funny that you and Lil Sebastian are both honorary Notre Dame. Wait, is holders. Lil Sebastian? Yeah. I don't remember that. What oh, yeah. season is that in Parks like, and Rec? Like the first season that he's in. It's like the first episode he's in. They t- they they're like, Lil Sebastian's an honorary degree holder at the University of Notre Dame. Are you kidding me? No, damn. You, ha- you guys, I have- don't remember that. I gotta and go you're find- both tiny horses. <laughs> it's so true. If anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, watch Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't have a horse joke for myself, but okay, okay. Anyway, um, so yes, and I was. Very excited about that. Also, I loved Muffet's um, Irish jig. That was the best yes. moment of the whole tournament. That was. If you could just play one shining moment on and on, do her little jig on a loop with that over it. Jig on a loop is like a jig funny on, jig expression. It sounds like uh, like n- I was gonna say nerds rope, nerds on a rope, but that's jig on a loop, jig, jig on a loop. <laughs> what I is know. that? I, so the, just a jingle. Well, I was thinking of the jingle from Arrested Development when they they have the big yellow joint. Song. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. can't get yellow submarine. <laughs> big yellow joint. Big yellow joint. Jig on a loop. Jig on a Jig loop. Jig on a loop. I don't know. Sounds sounds right. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, but the women's final four was super exciting. Oregon was incredible. They lost, unfortunately. Yeah. Baylor won. And then they beat Notre Dame by one point, even though Notre Dame did not really have a dog in the fight for the first, like, half and a half well, of the game. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is, so in the beginning, I texted you, and I was like, ah. And you're like, there, it's always a slow start. And I was like, okay. And then so this, Notre Dame is a second half team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so and then they come back, and uh, and I was texting you. I was like, holy shit, there's hope, blah, blah, blah. And you just, you wrote back, you were like, um, No. You're like, I've been a Notre Dame fan too long. You don't understand. And I was yeah. like, what? And then they lost. And I was like, oh. 
Yeah, I they they missed too many uncharacteristic shots, like uncharacteristic misses. They had too many. Un- there we go. They had too many uncharacteristic misses yes. down the stretch. That when you texted me that, I was like, I just don't see how this is going to... Yeah. And all... I mean, I know, Arike could have just made one more free throw and they would have tied it, but it's not her fault because, you know, Jess Shepard missed some key free throws. Totally. They just had some uncharacteristic misses. And in a basketball game that's that close, that's what it comes down to, a couple points. Totally. And then, you, it's like, momentum also, yeah. and you're all in your head. And, and yeah. sa- the same thing is true for Virginia-Texas Tech. That game came down to the wire. And it's a shame that it ended at, like, three in the morning eastern time well because it was really good you know what's funny <laughs> is that i so i went to uh and we'll get into this in a minute um actually we could probably just get into it now just let's get, get into, into it now. okay so let's i went to uh i went to monday night raw <laughs> wwe which is the right. biggest show of the year after wrestlemania uh i didn't go to wrestlemania because it was far away. It was at MetLife Stadium. I'm going to be honest. MetLife Stadium, for where we live and like mostly operate, might as well be like Los Angeles. 100%, Jess. Yes. Like, and honestly, if we, so we taped the Wilder Project on Mondays. If I hadn't been taped, if we hadn't had to tape on Monday, then I probably would have gone and, you know, just like stayed up late and written into the morning, whatever. Yeah, no. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, no, we got, I got, like, this Jersey's matters. Jersey's like far. Exactly. So, and also, we live, like, getting out of there was a Jersey. nightmare, apparently. But so I went to um, Monday Night Raw, which at Barclays so I could walk there from my house which was very nice mm. um, and I have to tell you the reason that I did this if you guys who are listening don't know is um, two years ago I wrote about Wrestlemania for the first time and watch I'd never watched any professional wrestling and I really got into it and wrestling fans like that so every year I hop in once a year to write about Wrestlemania and um, Jess have you ever watched WWE? No because I don't even know like what channel I know you have to buy some like pay-per-view thing like yeah, i don't yeah. know how so, to, i don't know how that works we should you you can watch it with me sometime because i have now had wwe network a subscription to it for this is going on the third year because i forget to cancel <laughs> is it, it expensive um you know i haven't looked because okay, i don't want to know scared. what yeah, i'm too scared I understand you know so i accidentally subscribed to mlb tv last year yeah for a year yeah and all of a sudden got this check like for or invoice whatever for bill? like bill i don't know it was like 130 dollars, and i was like whoa whoa whoa, wait a second i did not yeah. i don't know how like i think i clicked the wrong button one time and i was like i but then i couldn't cancel it for a year yeah so it's I, one of those it's it, hard they, exactly. they make it hard on purpose and this is the kind of thing where it could be 30 bucks it, i it could be 200 right. and i just like and i would rather like this is a very bratty thing to say like i would rather not know at this point because i don't want to know what i've done to myself right um You're too scared but so wrestlemania this year was really interesting because um, you know, first of all, people kind of make fun of it and they're like, oh, are you wrestling? Like just people prancing around in spandex. But if you actually let yourself get into it and kind of get lost to these storylines, it's really fun. And the women were the main event this year. That's so cool. we had Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch and um, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. And the only problem it was it would have been a great match, except it ended very abruptly and everyone was kind of confused. But also, WrestleMania was 17,000 hours long. The women didn't go on Trust stage me. until 1230. Charlotte, as someone who doesn't have WrestleMania TV yeah. and just like goes on Twitter often, it seemed like people were tweeting about WrestleMania for the entire day of they Sunday. Were. Well, so, including okay. Monday. It and then started even before. So the thing, the actual broadcast started at seven, but the show started at five. So people are at MetLife. They were tailgating all day. Then oh, they man. get there at five and then it goes until 1230. A wrestling tailgate must be just 
aggressive. So- sounds like a bunch of Bills fans just like in a parking lot and it's warm out. Could not have put it better because so when I went to Barclays, I was talking to some fans and there are these three guys standing in the concourse. Oh, no. One of them, they're all sunburned and they have <laughs> and they have they have tans from their wraparound sunglasses Ugh. and they're from New Jersey and they also people flew from. I talked to three different couples from England and Germany. Like people fly Good from Lord. all over okay. the world. So I meet these guys from New Jersey and um, one of them is sending me, wants to send me pictures. So I give him my number so he can send me these pictures. He's in my phone as wrestling guy. He sends me, Jess, I'm not kidding, 60 pictures. Oh my and my God. phone is dying and I'm sitting in my seat. At, it's, just Monday night run, it's just like picture after of these drunk guys in a parking lot. So if you, I'll show, the, I'll show them to you after. They're pretty incredible. Are they table, doing the table jumping? No, but they're all dressed up okay. as like Hulk Hogan. And I was like, oh, why are we still doing this? Oh Have we canceled him? But Monday Night Raw was great. Um, <laughs> I was I was just kind of in awe the whole time. It's okay. very brutal, though. Mm. Like, these people really... I know people say it's fake. It's not fake. Like, they're still wrestling each other and getting hurt. It's predetermined. Like, they know what's going to happen. Right. But, but it's still, like, physical. Yeah. yeah. And wrestling... The crowd is as much a part of it as the fans are. Like, they really become a character. And so mm. at the end... Seth Rollins was fighting match of get wrestling. I don't know what you they were just facing off. Yes. And sure. um Kofi had finally won. He's like people's favorites for eleven years. Right. Kofi, of course. Finally wins a uh right. Yeah, you you're familiar. Yes, Kofi. Finally wins this belt. Seth Rollins finally wins this belt and Seth comes out and he's like, We're gonna face each other and I was like, Something doesn't feel right about this. And so of course they go to fight each other and then these other people just show up to fight them. And so they team up. So the good guys are still the good guys. And the crowd hated it. Oh, no. Hated it. They were like, you tricked us. We hate this. Like, booze everywhere. It was wild. I think that NFL games should actually be a little bit more like, like wrestling if, matches. If, like, the Packers are playing the uh, Patriots and then Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, like, switch sides. Yes. Oh, it would be incredible. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like, that's, yes, Jess, that's exactly what it would be like. Oh, Wow. I know. Oh. Maybe maybe sports should have a little b- bit more of a narrative arc is all I'm saying. Mm, interesting. Consider it. So the moral of the story is that you were up till 1 a.m. watching Monday Night Raw. So well, you missed the national championship. No, no, no. It was perfect because, well, I was up till 1 watching WrestleMania. And then the next day I went to <laughs> Monday Night Raw and it was over at like 11.15. Okay. So the national so championship was... Of the national exactly. championship. Exactly. So because the game started at 9.30, I could watch the end oh, of the God. game. It started so late. And I'm then it sorry. went into overtime. Did you stay? up for it no i didn't stay up for it and i i I wouldn't have if i hadn't been up for like i i'm sorry like i have i am an adult and i know like i know i have certain things i have to do to make myself do my jobs during the day like one of them is i have to wake up and go work out before i go to the office and if i stay up till 2 a.m watching the stupid texas tech virginia game no offense to texas tech in virginia (laughs) but if i stay up late watching it i'm gonna be miserable the next day because i'm not gonna wake up early i'm not gonna get any of the shit done i need to get done i'm just gonna be at work slogging through my day miserable I'm, yeah. I'm with you i'm a morning workout person if i don't i just feel like i'm and and it just a nightmare. it just doesn't make sense that they have to make it start this late it could just as easily start at 8 40 or 7 40 do you know why they did that no i actually don't know why i don't either i normally know these things I, that's why I, asked I don't you. i don't know why it's bothering me because i was like even in minnesota the game started at 8 30 that's late you could still start it at 6 30 their time I'm just saying. Right. I, I don't, don't know why that's such a... I, I know this is like a very like East Coast centric mindset, 
but like a lot of people live on the East Coast. Also, like <laughs> if you live on the West Coast, you know what you're signing up for in terms of sports times. Also, like I would rather I would rather the game start at five o'clock if I lived in LA because right. then I can go home at five o'clock from work and watch it, or just go to a bar straight from work and watch it, or and just still watch be it on my computer by ten o'clock. That's exactly. I have never once, never once in my life, stayed awake late enough to watch one shining moment live me neither ever ever (laughs) ever even the 18 years i lived in the central time zone never once did i stay up to watch one shining moment live because it has always ended basically at midnight and i just can't i just like i'll stay up till midnight to watch a stupid like bears packers game but like on a monday night i'm not staying up that late to watch one shining moment live i'll just watch it the next morning it doesn't make a difference great thing about sports is you can always find out what happened when you wake up. <laughs> like when I think about this often, I feel like I have terrible sports FOMO. So I'm, I'm going to be honest. I probably would have stayed up anyway just because I hate missing out on games and stuff. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm miserable because I haven't slept. And I'm like, you could have found out right now. Yeah. So you're just smarter. Well, it, and it, a lot of this has to do with the fact that a team that I really care about or like has never played in the men's national yeah. championship. That's true. So that kind of is what it comes down. But I do watch Monday Night Football every month, right? Night, I, which ends extremely just, late too. You know too. what it comes down to? It's just priorities. Yeah. It's just what you. Right. It's just what you prioritize. And I'm, you know, we're both not big college basketball people. I'm not. Unless yeah, it's Notre I'm not Dame women's ruin, basketball. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to ruin my Tuesday for the national championship. There you go. Beautiful. Like, like who even cares about the national championship? It's just like a <laughs> stupid. And I'm just kidding. Like, obviously, it's a big deal. This is very much just my own bad opinion. Speaking of Monday Night Football, though, yeah. What's up? Um, the Jets won't be on it this year because they're probably going to suck. But they do have new uniforms. OK. Can you help me out here? Yeah. I don't think they're that bad. And the, when they were the new Jets the uniforms, new Jets uniforms, when they were unveiled, people were like, "What? It, these are just I hate these." But what I thought they were just kind of normal. Okay, so the new uniforms are this Gotham green is what they're calling it. I like the a green. new shade of green. Uh, and there's a green jersey and white pants, and then a white jersey and white pants, I believe, or is a white jersey and green. I think pants. it's a white jersey and green pants, and then um, they have the and all then black they have the all ones. black, which is an alternate. They'll probably wear yeah. like once once a season. Yeah. Um, and they they kind of have like this. They say they have the number. The number is like a different font now, and they say New York across the chest and like smushed down like font, hmm. and then they just have like. White they, triangles. Yeah, they have these random coming little, out of the sides, almost like lightning bolts without yeah. the zigzag, just sticking into right. the middle of the chest. Um, yeah. So when these came out, I, the general consensus from non-Jets fans was like, "These are so ugly," and I don't think they're ugly, but I do think they are generic. Yeah, I guess that's true. The one thing I still, I still just kind of, I'm like, they're they're the, just the helmets. Uniform. The helmets are good. I yeah. think everyone likes the new helmets. I really feel that I tweeted this, but I really feel like there was a class on uniforms that everybody but me took. Because a lot of times when new uniforms get unveiled, I'm like, "Oh, these are cool," or like, "Oh, these are hideous." And everyone's like, has the opposite opinion. And I think I have like fairly good fashion sense, so that's why I'm like, I don't really understand. What's <laughs> yeah, going the on. funniest part about people shitting on <laughs> uniforms all the time is it's generally like just guys who wear like t-shirts and jeans all, right. all the time and like or like jesus sandals writer. with socks exactly. like they don't know how to dress themselves or like not to- hey 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 <laughs> leave us alone all right no 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 <laughs> we, i will never <laughs> leave men alone the, I, I also feel like when i see sports writers on twitter like dissecting these things i'm like buddy i saw you in the press box right. like you're wearing khakis that are in like three down. sizes too big and your shirt is wrinkled right the one thing that someone did point out that i actually 
kind of understood about the uniforms was that there's a black outline around the yeah. numbers and if it had just been green on white right. it would have been better than a green on white with a black so, outline. So Brandon, what do you, do you have you think? an opinion? No, I was going to say those new uniforms kind of remind me of the Jets uniforms um in the 90s uh when Boomer Sison was the quarterback. Yeah. Mm. They um, are a little bit throwbacky. Yeah. Maybe that's um, why I like them cuz I'm into 90s style. And they do kind of remind me of like Marshall's um Yes, the uniforms. Thundering Herd. They look like yeah. Marshall uniforms. Yeah. And yeah. also North Texas. True, true. Green green. Um also so I saying they look like CFL, like a team Arena in the League. I arena saw someone league. say they look like Arena League uniforms. Yeah. But um yeah, I'm not feeling them. I'm, really? I'm no, good. I'll I, pass. So I have a theory. This is my just my very this isn't like a groundbreaking analysis. Okay. This is just like a my opinion on Uniform and color schemes. Okay. Teams that have two colors other than white and black as their primary colors are just going to have better uniforms. The Jets are at a disadvantage because they're just green and white. They don't have like a third, like the Dolphins, great uniforms because they have the teal and the orange and then white. You know? Yeah. The Bears have the orange and the navy and the white. Okay. Wow. The Chargers have the blue and the yellow and the white. They're not. The Patriots, the red and the blue and the white. Right. And like the Falcons. Red, white, and black. I'm like, uh, uh, like they're kind of like, man. You are just opening my. Okay, what Steelers? The Steelers, I they have the Steelers kind of break the is the the, like the blue and the red little yeah because of the logo they have they do have a a pop of color on their uniform and I also just I think that's what makes those ones I really like I the yellow is different like it's just out there and it's different like Packers good uniforms because they have three three colors I love the Packers uniforms. I don't love the Packers. I think that their colors, there's something about them. I'm really into it. Yeah. Anyways, that's just my theory. I think I think your team's better off if you have two distinct colors than if you have one color and then a black and a white. I think that's one that really just changed my whole outlook on uh, uniforms. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So speaking of the Packers, uh, there was some Packers drama this week. Oh, I love that the Steelers aren't the drama. Isn't that spot- nice? That's got to feel good. Spotlight for once, even though they still are, which we'll get to in segs. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But Mike McCarthy, there was an article in Bleacher Report that came out um, basically saying that Mike McCarthy, you know, skipped meetings to get massages, that Aaron Rodgers is a diva, that they butted heads, that they hated each other, that blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It said Aaron Rodgers was like overly sensitive, that he... Uh, was self-entitled, he holds grudges, which I've also heard, like, that has been in other reports about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when Mina Kimes wrote a profile about him two years ago, he recorded the interview because he didn't want her to take him out of context so that he'd have proof, <laughs> basically, if she wrote something he didn't like, that, he, you know, he didn't say it a certain way. Which, like, okay, that kind of checks out. Um, the article also said that he, like, basically can throw players in the doghouse. So there was this constant tension with rookies and mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers would call one play and a rookie wouldn't know if he should call the play Aaron called in the huddle or run the route that Mike McCarthy called because you don't want to, you know, like, do you go on your coach's shit list or do you go on your quarterback shit list? Either way, you're on someone's shit list and it's pretty bad. <laughs> you're really between a rock and a hard place on that one. I My feeling is that I think with any, I feel like every offseason, there's a team or several teams that have a story written that's, you know, incendiary or that there are people who talk and people who are disgruntled and then the story comes out and then the principal characters in the story refuted. And and I think that the truth, I mean, I think truth is always in the middle, as we said earlier in this very podcast. I think the truth is often in the middle and, and not to say that, you know, 
reporters aren't telling the truth. They're telling the truth of the people who came to them or that they could get to talk. Right. Like Jermichael Finley. And there are going to be people who they didn't talk to who think differently or want to save their ass once it comes out. Jermichael Finley and Greg Jennings were the two main um, uh, people quoted in this article that were kind of not shitting on Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, questioning Aaron Rodgers. Um, And I think you could like Aaron Rodgers. So his... Aaron Rodgers responded to this on um, an ESPN radio show and said, quote, the thing about the article is it's not a mystery. This was a smear attack by a writer looking to advance his career, talking with mostly irrelevant, bitter players who all have an agenda, whether they're advancing their own careers or just trying to stir stuff up. Um, What happens is the same tired media folks picking it up and talking about it. I'm sorry, like a low key burn. The same tired media folks. Yeah. Um, and then he said, this just emphasized their opinion about me already. So it's the crazy thing. They're super slanted opinions in that piece stated as facts. And then there's quote unquote facts, which are just outright lies. So these sorts of stories are obvious are like totally fascinating. Um, I think that fans don't always know how to process when you read one thing and then the person in it says that's a complete lie. Yeah, well, Packers fans are going to be loyal to Aaron Rodgers. And I've seen already Packers fans on Twitter, you know, defending him and saying, like, how can you say he's selfish? He played on a sprained MCL all season and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, you could look at that as like, yeah, he obviously wants to be out there for his team. But you could also look at that as like he's a, he's an NFL starting quarterback. He's a control freak and he wants to be exactly. on the field. Like, of course, he's going to play. Right. Like, a- and it, that doesn't like one doesn't mean that the other is not true. Like, that can I be think, true. Exactly. And I think that fans really want to believe in their guy and they really want to believe that their guy is the is the best guy. And, um, you know, these people are people. And um, I just it, it's so interesting where. I think a lot of these things when stories about locker rooms come out or stories about dynamics, like the dynamic between very competitive people is often very complicated. And so I think that there are often true things about it that when they become spoken or when it gets put out into the world, even if they're even if it's true, the people involved are like, well, our whole relationship was hinged on sort of pushing this part of it under the rug or like not acknowledging the unspoken dynamics. And when they're written about, it can feel targeted if you're one of them I guess yeah and I, I think you should always kind of analyze who's writing a story and like who is benefiting from the story coming out or mm-hmm. who's benefiting like not to repeat what Aaron Rodgers said but like there probably is a reason why these two guys still are talking about it and maybe right. it's because they want their names out there maybe because they just want to tell the truth like you don't we don't know anyone's motivations we don't know the author's motivations right I don't know this author personally. I'm sure his motivation is to write a good story, right. but like you never know. Um, <laughs> and like you know, you don't know Aaron Rodgers. Like no one really knows Aaron Rodgers. Like that's kind he is of an the, enigma. That's kind of the thing is like he's always had these mysterious, weird stories about his personal relationships and his personal life, and some of them have been really unfair. Some of them have been kind of interesting. Um, and I think it's fair to want to know who your franchise quarterback is or who this guy is in the NFL who's a huge star. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily like media folks bringing up old, tired 
stories. I, think, so I think it's just like you're, dude. You're one of the you're pro- the best, if not one of the best, at your job. Exactly. Not just like currently in the NFL, but of all time. Like people want to know what's going on. And it's wild to me that in that position where you clearly know that about yourself and you know how this industry works, and when you're that famous, you don't get to be like people can't write about me. This is this is you're tired. Well, it's like no, this is what you sign up for, and you just have to figure out how to manage that for yourself in your own personal life. Yeah, is my feeling. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, like, yeah, this is this is what you signed up for. Obviously, like when you're, it's like you're lucky people are ready when you're bashing like a player's like boyfriend or girlfriend or like oh, yeah, that no, no, kind no, of no. stuff. That- I think there's definitely people take it too far. But I think this this article is specifically about a locker room dynamic, a head coach quarterback relationship, um, and I think it's totally. F- fair game to write about i think so too i also think it's really interesting when people how people who are in the article choose to respond to it um you know whether you say something or you don't say something and i always think about um when that scene from Mad Men when don and ginsburg are in the elevator and ginsburg says i feel sorry for you and don looks at him and goes i don't think about you at all which is kind of the guiding principle about how i try to live my life (laughs) Uh, just kidding anyway uh Here's something really sad. Yeah. Chris Davis on the Orioles still hasn't had a hit. He's 0 for 49. What is it? 49? I think it's 49 right now. It's it's changing. I think two days ago <laughs> it was 47, so 49 makes sense. It's This is like the most yips. Like imagine getting up to bat almost 50 times. Do you times. think it's the yips? Yeah, I think he's so in his own head. I mean, Steph I don't Astin, disagree. I just I don't I was just wondering. Yeah, I do. I haven't seen him. <laughs> I haven't watched an Orioles game this year. No offense. I haven't either, but like this sounds like the uh, Steph Abstein wrote a really good story about him um last season where, you know, cuz this is continuing on from last year and he was he is so frustrated with himself and it just makes me like I kind of ache for this guy. Like, yeah, he's getting paid a bajillion dollars and he should be doing his job. Like imagine if you're in sales and like you don't sell anything. For 49 days. Times. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, I compared this in other sports. I said this is like um, not completing a pass in 49 attempts. Because it's not like he's he hasn't scored a touchdown or hit a home run. It's like he hasn't even completed a pass. Yeah, he hasn't made contact. Like, no contact. This is like hitting 49 gutter balls in a row. Oh. I think that's a fair comparison. Like in bowling? Well, yes. Hitting. What other sport? Well, you said hitting forty nine. So oh, well, like hitting like rolling. I don't know what you rolling. I don't know. I don't this know proper. Excuse me. Um, I'm getting word from a PBA <laughs> representative. The proper terminology is bowling a gutter ball. There it is. I don't know. I made that up. Uh, serving the ball out of bounds in a tennis game. 49 times in a row. Could we compare it to that? I think so. Or you could say that you just can't return a serve. Mm. Like missing a missing, serve return, missing a serve so you just lose forty nine <laughs> times. Like at a certain point, they wouldn't let you in another game. And that's match. what I start wondering: is at what point do you? What do you do about this guy? Like obviously he's you know on your you have to pay him a certain <laughs> amount anyway. So like it's like missing forty nine free throws in a row. It's really bad. Yeah, and the Orioles aren't are great. really bad. Poor guy. Hope your yips get. And as someone who like sold. Orioles are my second team, I'm like buddy. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, I'm so sorry that your second team isn't doing well. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> your your first team just won the World Series, Jar. I know, but now they've... Yeah. No, I know. I'm I'm very lucky. I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Baseball blessed. Uh, you want to do some segments? Let's do some segments. I'm so excited about the segments. Uh, personal news. Do you have any personal news? Yeah. I do. What's your personal news? Um... 
Well, speaking of the Red Sox, they lost to the Diamondbacks. At one point, they were down 14 to 1, which is just like really embarrassing. And I wonder if it's my fault because of the hot dogs. Yeah, I think it is your fault. I, I think you sold your soul to the Diamondbacks uh, organization. And now, uh, can you objectively cover the Red Sox uh, Diamondbacks series <laughs> after making hot dogs? Well, no, because Diamondbacks. Not, oh, well, first of all, I made hot dogs with the Diamondbacks. So everyone knows I can't cover the Diamondbacks now. It was, I think someone wrote that somewhere maybe um the, but also like i'm a red sox fan so you you for sure like okay brandon cut all of this out <laughs> she's not allowed to talk about the diamondbacks or the red sox i'm just kidding you can leave this in for the rest of my goddamn life no no more no more okay anyway no more red sox no more diamondbacks talk for Charlotte. okay moving on um the the thing that i would like to break down for our listeners today is i had the strangest drink order of my entire life while we were watching the notre dame yukon game yeah you did i was a little concerned i was concerned for myself i'm just gonna lay it out there so i started i had an aperol spritz mm-hmm. which that's a pretty springy drink so that felt okay but it was like cold and rainy out so i'm not really yeah, sure it was where like i was 40 going degrees. yeah um and then you ordered a, mar- a dirty martini yeah i did and i was like Okay, I'm gonna get a rose. So I got a rose, but your but your dirty martini showed up first, and then I saw it, and I was like, I want that more than anything in the world right now. So I gave one of our coworkers my rose, and then I ordered a dirty martini, and then I got a Bailey's on the rocks. Yeah, it was a weird night. Yeah, and you got like nine olives. Like you just kept ordering. Olives. Yeah, I had her keep bringing me extra olives. I think at one point, I think I had. I might have had like 15 olives. <laughs> and that's how you watch the final four. Yeah, so that's my personal Do you news. have thoughts on Charlotte's drink order or if you're a bartender and you've you've seen worse? Yes. Please oh, let us know. Tweet please us. Please tell me if you've seen worse. I could really use some. I could use that. I uh, have some personal news. Yeah, you had a you had a weird Tuesday. Oh, well, yeah. So I pissed off uh, Twitter again. Um, I tweeted. So Le'Veon Bell tweeted a... Um, conversation with him and james connor uh he a screenshotted text, yeah. a text conversation which is bold i i always wonder when people do that i'm like did you ask him for permission to post that on twitter because it seems like you're dragging him into something now i would hope so like whenever i do that if i ever do a screenshot or so, i ask the person for it or even a picture i'm like let's right. just I, let's just yeah know, i want to run this um, but anyways he's he posted the screenshot and on it it said 1436 was the time Meaning that he has a 24-hour clock on his phone, which I remarked on Twitter by saying, uh, oh, Le'Veon Bell has a 24-hour clock on his phone. WTF. That's all I said. There and was then, no judgment. No. Really. There were just just Did WTF. You say WTF. Yeah. Like, WTF. Like, not like, what the fuck? It wasn't like, oh, my God, what the f-? It was just WTF. You yeah. know? WTF. Yeah. Anyways, he saw and quote tweeted me. He's retweeted me before. I wonder if he like knows who I am because I'm really oh, wow. cool and special and important. <laughs> but I also I'm like, why did he quote tweet me? Because a bunch of people were tweeting about this. Anyways, he quote tweeted me for some reason um, and was like, I don't let AM or PM dictate my schedule. Which I think is very funny. Like, I don't think of that as any sort of like that wasn't a clap back. No, 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 not a, at all. I feel like but it also doesn't make just- sense. <laughs> No. It, <laughs> like, there's still morning and afternoon, even if you use right, a 24 like, hour right, like, you actually should let AM or PM dictate your schedule, because there's certain <laughs> things that happen in the morning, and thir- right. certain things that, like, what I what I think, before we go any further, I feel like both of these things were statements. Yes, and I don't, both, and it and was I don't funny think and there was, it was funny and playful, I don't think there was any judgment attached to either of these. Right. Also, 
if you listen to this podcast, you know that we have trouble right. with time and 24-hour clocks. Do, when I came back from South Africa, if you go back to that episode, we talked extensively about how confusing it was to be at an airport, have my ticket say 2040, have my phone say 840, have all of the things on the boards have different times on it. It just, you know... Right, so this felt makes, like... It a, makes no sense. This felt like a continuation it was a callback. It was a callback. a thing that we have already... Right, that's like a thing. Right. Um, so anyways, I got roasted by 24-hour clock Twitter. Like, all these people quote-tweeted me. I posted a video of it. All these people quote-tweeted me, like, that's called military time. Like, look at this dumb blonde. She doesn't know what military time is. Like, people were calling me names, like, uncultured swine I got. Which um, is I got a lot like, of, like, blonde, like, dumb blonde bitch, like, that kind of thing. Um, anyways, 24-hour clock Twitter is vengeful and very aggressive and i would highly recommend if you're out there and you're going to tweet about 24 hour clocks <laughs> think about tread it first <laughs> lightly tread lightly well you know what i don't really understand is this was you know usually i feel like i have gotten to the point where i'm so online which sucks a lot of the time but i'm so online that i generally have a pretty good idea of when like you're kicking the hornet's nest like i know like if i tweet something that's that i know is going to be incendiary i like sort of steal myself and i press tweet and then i like don't look at it if I don't want to. I would not have seen this one I didn't one see coming. this one coming. People were like, you've never heard of military time, you fucking millennial. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. First of all, I'm Jen Yeet. We've been over this a number of times. I'm not a millennial. Second of all, what does being a millennial have to do with it? Ser- like, seriously, I, I don't understand that lo- that jump, logic jump. Like, they must not teach 24-hour clock slash military time in school these days. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Well, also, it's like... No, I was just going to say, uh, the world just likes to blame millennials for everything. They do. They yeah. just, you know, if sky is falling, hey, J- blame millennial. It's so true. Your food came out crappy, blame a millennial. <laughs> I feel like There's this a recession, is... blame the bo- baby boomers, because it's actually their fault. Right. Uh, Jess, I think that this boomers? is, you know, how it's like, you know, millennials killed marriage right. or buying how Millennials killed military time. Yeah. Just add also, it to the just list. like... To those people, I want to say, yeah, okay, maybe you call it military time. It is a 24-hour clock. The rest of the world uses it, and they're not all in the military. Also, Le'Veon Bell's not in the military, (laughs) (laughs) which is, I think, the most important point. (laughs) Le'Veon Bell's not in the military or in South Africa. He plays for the Jets. He plays plays for the Jets. Jets. Uh, I have one more personal news, which is that I am out of control. I have joined, like, 10 different pools in the last, like, like, the Masters, um, NHL hockey. Oh, Stanley I'm in Cup. that one with yeah, you. Yeah, you are. I'm in. I'm in like. Who I, do you have winning the Stanley Cup? Uh, I think I have Winnipeg and um, um, Tampa in my final. I think I have Cal- I have Calgary and Tampa. That's that's pretty. That's yeah. But you have I think Calgary the Flames winning, are going to win. Yeah, which I I took a flyer on that one. We'll see what happens. A Philadelphia but I, flyer. Yeah. Was, well, I always get very. I'm like. Um, I usually have pretty chalky brackets. And this yeah. one is still pretty chalky, but it I feel is. like you have, I have the two, two one number one seeds. <laughs> but I feel like of all the one seeds, the Flames are not uh, as favored. Maybe they are. I just, I just feel like I'm not gonna pick a Canadian team to win okay. because you're an American. If no, because they haven't <laughs> won in like I don't know, 15 years, 10 years, yeah. and I, I just think if if a Canadian team were to win the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, I don't think Calgary is gonna be one the one to break the streak. I might be wrong. And if I am, I hope you win and I hope you give me half the bracket. Well, I'm not going to you half of it, it, but I'll take you out to dinner. We'll go get steaks. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right. Uh, new segment. We have a new segment. Patriot of the week. So if you remember, there was last year the incendiary, or not incendiary, the like 
I guess it was incendiary. Our, our pal Seth Wickersham at ESPN wrote about the Patriots falling apart and how there was a Patriot of the Week awarded every week and Tom Brady was mad that he never won it. This week, so we're going to be awarding a Patriot of the Week. It's very loosely defined. Right. Like it, Last it's, week it would have been Muffet McGraw. She's exactly. Patriot of the Week. And it just depends on what we feel like. This week... Tom Brady, for the first time, is officially winning Patriot of the Week. The inaugural Patriot of the Week on MVP is going to Tom Brady. Why is it going to Tom Brady, Charlotte? It's going to Tom Brady just because he roasted Darren Ravel on Twitter. Like, he actually, I think Tom Brady's pretty good at Twitter. He joined last week, and I think he's had a pretty solid showing so far. I hate Tom Brady, like, 2% less today than I did before he roasted Darren Ravel on Twitter. Which is a real win. And and so what happened was Darren Ravel tweeted out a video of him dancing to One Shining Moment. And, like, singing it. It was... Which, like, if, I'm sorry. And his shirt was untucked, and even he if looked you know really the words, unkempt, and I was a little worried about him. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. It was... It, it was... And Tom Brady quote tweeted it and was like, well, that's all, folks. Like, I'm done with Twitter now. I've, I've seen it all, basically. It was pretty good was stuff. Pretty good. So he's our Patriot of the Week. Congrats, Congrats Tom. Tom. Maybe we'll tweet out a little award. <laughs> <laughs> tweet it at him. Oh, yeah. Okay. For, and we'll say why for roasting Darren Ravel. Yes. Great. Um, ask a youth. What's the Tiger Woods meme? So this is like a baseball Twitter thing. Yeah, I actually don't know this. I know the next one. Okay. That we're talking about, but I don't know what this one is. What's it started with the Braves. The Braves started posting this. It's a picture of Tiger Woods from, I don't know, like 2005, I think, where he's like smiling, but looks like he's about to cry. Oh. Do you know which picture I'm talking about? Yes. It's a pretty, like his eyes are really red and like yeah. teary. Yeah. Um, and uh, they started tweeting it at the Braves account, like all these Braves fans for some reason. And it huh. started gaining steam and then they turned it into a meme. And it's like a, it's like the, um, Trying to think of what to compare it to. Is it like the meme of the the gif of the kid where the reporter asks him something and he starts he mm. he's smiling and then he just starts crying? No. It's not in it's that like, same. It's use. like a this is fine. It's like a it's like the Okay. It's like the house is on fire and you're like smiling, but you like, like the this like, is fine dog, but it's like a facial version of that. Yeah, it's like that. the old guy. Do you know the old guy? I forget his name, the the meme with the old guy and he his eyes are he's like like you know what I'm talking about? You might no, you might not. I might not. But, but anyways, I get what the vibe of the all, meme is now. All this is is Braves fans posting it on Twitter. There's not a deeper meaning, but if you see it out in the wild, now you know what this is. It's just like, okay. oh, I'm so happy, I'm, but I'm also dead right inside. It's like when you have to pretend everything's okay. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, the next one I actually know, which is Old Town Road remix. Mm, yes. Um, which. I had stuck in my head all weekend. So you're not going to ask me about it? I can. Do you want me to tell you about it and see if I get it yeah, right? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so Lil Nas X, a rapper, had this song, well, or country singer, really. He had this song called <laughs> Old Town Road. Depends who you ask. Brandon, I feel like you're <laughs> laughing at me. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because the whole, the whole thing has been funny with Lil Nas X and uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. So he, so Lil Nas X has a song called Old Town Road, which is a real banger. And Billboard was like, this isn't country music. It's not on our country chart. And it's like, oh, why not Billboard? Does it have to do with who's singing it? Like it was very, 
it was a really messed up thing that they just didn't put this on there. Country and it was track. like the number one song. Exactly. So Lil Nas X was like, okay, I'll make it country. And has Billy Ray Cyrus come on the track with him for a remix and tweets that out. And it's just absolute fire. Like, it's I'm like sorry. number one on the charts <laughs> on, on every chart, on not just the country chart. It's like the number one song in the world right now. It is a really great song. And I he what Lil Nas X tweeted out, this kid's like 19. I think he's he, 20, yeah. Really? I think so. Well, either. He's like, he's, he's young blowing AF. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tweeted, um, the original cover art for this song just had one horse. And then he tweeted out a picture of the horse with another horse. And he was like, look, he brought back another, or like he went to get a friend. And it's Billy Ray Cyrus. Wow. <laughs> it was so good. Did I do it right? You Is did it right? You did a pretty good job. Is there anything you would edit? No. Okay. Wow. I was, a, I, Brandon's like scratching his chin. I don't know if that was a. No, I, I have nothing to say. Okay. All accurate to me. Okay. Okay. Wow. Good nice. Job. Um, Charlotte's Patriot of the Week. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, are we canceling anything? Yeah. What we, are we canceling? Uh, so the Cubs put up this uh, antique sign in the press box on oh, no. opening day. I haven't heard about this. And what was it? It was a poodle, and it said, like, Wrigley Field something, and then on the bottom it said, like, no women allowed. <gasps> What? <laughs> they hung this in the press box. I think they're trying to like hang up more like antique cubsy things and they kind of just missed the mark. Like this one is just like reminding people of a time when <laughs> women were in a- so a female or uh, also like things are nowhere near good enough now in sports media with women to be able for that to be like no, funny. Yeah, right. Um a woman who covers the Cubs, I think for WGN or the trip, I can't remember which, she tweeted a picture and was like, What the fuck? <laughs> and then they literally took it down like that day like they were like okay let's just get ahead of this like let's just but i'm like real like i'm sorry antiques are cool like vintage things are cool but when they explicitly state something that is not considered okay in 2019 or and should have never been considered okay let's just retire those ones like we don't need to hang that in the press box put it in a museum or something it doesn't need to be on display in the press box i agree i think that antiques that are sexist or racist it doesn't make them okay just because they're old. Right. Right. That's really all. That's Especially like Especially because it's hung with no context. If, if you hang it up in a museum and have a placard next to it that's like, this hung in the Wrigley Field press box from like 1950 to 2000 probably. Like 2017. <laughs> right. Like um, no, when women weren't allowed in the press box. Like, right. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Like with a historical context. Okay. Maybe I we get can it. learn right. from it. Like we, but if you just hang it up in your press box and you're like, no women allowed. Like, People look at are- this cool antique. <laughs> so yeah, if sexist antiques oh, are canceled. That's wild. Uh, are we canceling anything else? Um, I don't know if this is canceled or not. This is the this debate is raging. Oh, okay. Uh, did you see the Reds Pirates fight? I did. Yeah. They really went at it. Yeah. That was so, a big baseball brawl. Chris Archer. Base brawl. Base brawl. Ooh. Yeah. Chris Archer um, pegged a Dietrich, D- David Dietrich, I think is yeah. his name. I don't know any players on the Reds other than Yasuo Puig and like Joey Votto, so I don't know what his name is. But he hit yeah. a home run, uh, watched his home run for too long, like admired his home run. Mm. Then when he came back to his next at-bat, he got <laughs> – the, <laughs> the Pirates pitcher threw the ball like behind his back to like try to peg him. Uh, a brawl started. The pirates were in these like stupid like throwback uniforms. They, so they looked, looked like so dumb train conductors they with really their little did. caps. Like, they <laughs> looked dumb. So they looked funny. so dumb. A whole brawl started. Puig like got in it. Puig like was being held back by a teammate at one point, and the brawl kind of dissipated. And then he ran back, so he's probably going to get suspended now. Um, but anyways, is pegging batters 
canceled. Like I feel it's one of those unwritten rules that the baseball hardos are always like, oh, like this, this is just how it works. If you admire your home run or do a bat flip, right. you're going to get hit. And then the other people are like, but you're hitting a guy with a 90, 98 mile per hour fastball. How is that safe for anyone? Do you want to know? Okay. Do you want to do you wanna know my take? Yes. Obviously. He, 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 <laughs> Brent, what about like, tell- I'd be like, okay, well, let's no, meet Brent, this week. No, Brandon, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, so here's my here. I, I <laughs> this is uh this is kind of a two things can be true at one situation for me again yeah. because I love baseball fights. I really enjoy oh, yeah. when people. I also have just accepted that I really like when people fight in sports, which is not okay. And I'm not supposed to say that. And I'm supposed to be like, oh, you shouldn't hit a guy with a 90 mile an hour fastball. I think it's you know, kind of fun. Okay. I also think I if I were a pitcher, I can see myself going into a rage blackout and just like hitting some guy with a baseball. I, I can also see myself doing that. So I that. feel like it would be hypocritical of me to say, I mean, like, sure, objectively, you probably shouldn't hit a guy with a baseball. I can't say that I wouldn't do it. Um, the other funny thing about this is that MLB is like famously stingy as fuck about who can share videos from their games. Like if you post an MLB video or a GIF, they will take down your Twitter account. So oh yeah, they're, for the days they after, are not the NBA folks. No, no. For the <laughs> days after this fight, like I hadn't even seen a video of it. All I saw were just screenshots because Same. people can only post. I pictures, haven't seen so. a video. <laughs> I still funny. haven't. I've just seen I, the I've, pictures. I finally did like yesterday. It was it's it's entertaining. Brawls are entertaining. I I don't condone fighting, but. Yeah, see that's Charlotte how I, I feel was like at I have WrestleMania to on Monday. Yeah, t- Sunday, whatever. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really doesn't. We're wait. fighting at times can be entertaining. It can be entertaining, but you shouldn't do it. Yeah, it I think that's the I think that's the right way to couch this. Like, don't do it, but also uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> is it sports? Is keeping your emotions off the internet sports? I MVPVP tweeted this at us. And I think it was in relation to what's going on with Antonio Brown right now. Yeah, Antonio Brown, I have... He's been on one. I have honestly, my opinion of Antonio Brown has taken a 180 since the last time we all spoke about Antonio Brown on this podcast. What was it last time? Last time I was like, man, I'm bummed he's not going to be on the Steelers anymore. He's a great player and I wish him the best. What is it now? Now it's like, holy fuck, thank God we the Steelers got rid of Antonio Brown because that man is mean, vindictive. He has so much drama. Like he's he is he's he got what he wanted. He's not on the Steelers. He's getting a new contract. He's not anywhere near Pittsburgh anymore. He got what he wanted. Literally and on the other still side of the country. Now dragging all this drama with him and starting shit with Juju Smith-Schuster, who is the most likable player, not just on the Steelers, possibly in the entire NFL. I think that's true. I My feeling about... So, Antonio Brown it, it has just been coming at... He just came at Juju on Twitter, and then on Instagram he posted a DM that Juju sent him when he was still in college, being like, hey man, I really admire you. If you have any tips about you know being a receiver, like, thanks. Yes. And he posted this as though to... Because Juju when when okay so let's let's let me start from the let me start from the okay. top. Antonio Brown last week tweeted, "Keep your emotions off the internet." Oh wait, sorry. Someone sorry. responded to him yeah. with a picture of Juju Smith-Schuster that the Steelers tweeted out when Juju won uh, MVP, like team MVP, mm-hmm. which was voted on like the last week of the season, mm-hmm. and it was right after Juju fumbled the ball during the Saints game on the last drive that could have given the Steelers possession to like score right. the go-ahead touchdown, whatever, um, and. Antonio Brown, like it's not, it's 
not a surprise that he was mad he didn't win team MVP. I think this has like been known that he was a little jealous yeah. or a lot jealous. And that that was with the whole week when he didn't show up to meetings and then missed like came to the Bengals game and then left at halftime. So like this was all this is all the same week that this is happening, week sixteen, week seventeen of the right. football season. So anyways, someone tweeted at him after his keep your emotions off the internet tweet, a picture of Juju Smith Schuster that was like team MVP Juju Smith. Juju Smith-Schuster. Antonio Brown quote tweeted it and said, emotion, boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of year. Everyone went blind to busy making guys famous, not enough reality these days. With like a little like emoji, like the shaka. Like the surfer. By the way, check the list, which like, I don't even know what that means. But anyways, he he called Juju out for fumbling the ball in the Saints game. Basically, in Antonio Brown's mind, the ball should have been thrown to Antonio Brown because he wouldn't have fumbled it. That's kind of what he's saying. Right. So then Juju tweets he goes all i ever did was show that man love and respect from the moment i got to the league i was genuinely happy for him too when he got traded to oakland with a big contract and now he takes shots at me on social media crazy how big that ego got to be to take shots at people who show you love smh which is like honest and endearing i think that's a really measured lovely way of being because he's defending probably true yeah and it is probably true and he's defending himself without like sinking to the level that ab has sunk to Juju could have easily responded and been like, you didn't show up to practice. Like, you th- allegedly threw furniture off your balcony and almost killed a child. And you're Remember getting that sued time you drove it. 100 miles per hour on a residential street? <laughs> Remember the Facebook Live in the locker room? where Like, really? Yeah, he like, had a lot of material to work right, with. And, and he, he didn't. didn't. Took the high road. Um, so then Antonio Brown posted the Instagram post you were talking about, which was basically Juju asking him for advice on how to be a which better receiver. It was really just like really very sweet. sweet. Yeah, I really don't sweet. understand how he thought that in any way that could be. First of all, it was from years ago. Also, Juju has tw- posted that in the past. So like what? It- Juju's not ashamed of that. Right. It's you sh- as you shouldn't be. That's like that's like if I like DM'd like. Ramona Shelburne and was like, hey, I really want advice on how to break it into journalism. And then she posted that screenshot and was like, look at this dumb bitch or something like that just wouldn't happen. And like, no. that's insane. And it wouldn't make me look bad if it, she did that. It, like Antonio Brown is just making himself look really, really bad. Yeah. And he ended up deleting the Instagram post. So I think he knows that it made him look bad. Yeah. But he tweeted yesterday, mm-hmm. Tuesday. Not giving you media fakes, oh, no good. more ammo. Enjoy my name, AB. I am in Cali living, ready to be, ready to ball, no nonsense. You trollers troll, skull. I, uh, too good to worry. Hashtag call God. Here's what I, I think that Antonio Brown got a little taste of what it's like to be the center of, you know, stories and media and gossip. And he has just, like, I think he really got off on it this year. And now he's <laughs> just like, he's like, oh, well, but like my biggest... The biggest point of contention is over. I still don't want to give this up. So he's just starting shit. Or that's or he is realizing, holy shit, I just traded myself to Oakland. Mm. I've been doing all these workouts with Derek Carr, who sucks. Who hasn't Alleg- been able to throw yeah. me the ball once. <laughs> Maybe he's been doing all these workouts with Derek Carr and he's like, what the fuck did he's I like, get no, myself into? No, this guy can't throw a football. <laughs> oh, shit. Not, Derek Carr's not that bad. I'm exaggerating, I know, obviously. But I, but I don't know. Maybe he's like, why did I just like, why did I just do yeah, that? He's either, he's either, he's, I feel like the most plausible, and again, this is all speculation. I feel like he either really likes the attention and is trying to keep it going yeah. or he's feeling regret or it's some little mixture of all of that. Or he's just completely gone off the rails. Yeah. Could be any of the above. Could be but any of the I'm, above. Now at, he's not your problem I'm at anymore. Peace. I am Good. at peace. I am at peace. Maybe it was nice of him to do this to ease... 
Well, the, the, Steelers, the Steelers don't need that drama in right. their lives. And even like this makes Le'Veon Bell look way better. It really sounds is. like you broke up with a boyfriend. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> you could say that. That's pretty much what uh, it is. Considering Brandon. that I don't have a real life boyfriend, <laughs> this is as close as it gets. Listen, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> someone's like are you seeing anyone and i'm like yeah sports <laughs> uh i'm like what do i do with my antonio brown jersey it's like when you like break up with a boyfriend and you have all his and clothes have his, like, and you're like what do i do his with all his clothes <laughs> like what do i do with my ab jersey like do i give it back to him like where do i do i burn it i no i don't know i actually don't know what i do with it we'll 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 think about it if you have any suggestions on what i should do with my antonio brown jersey tweet, tweet i actually us. don't know what you should do with well, it either. I don't know either. Do I give it Maybe away? Maybe you hold on to it for 20 years and see if you can sell it. Okay. Maybe it'll fine. be valuable one day as Steelers one. I don't know. Um, we have some agro facts this week, which... Uh, More of a nature facts. Yeah, well, it's about the azaleas because the ma- it's Masters Week. Um, and everyone knows there are beautiful flowering bushes called azaleas at the Masters. Yes, because the Masters... Uh, is like the golf course is used to be a plant nursery that's why all the holes have like different flower names really yeah i didn't know that people don't know that but it's true oh well fascinating okay so azaleas yes i did some research um let us know so here's the thing azaleas are actually toxic okay which i didn't know they're like rhododendrons which are also toxic which i also didn't know but apparently if you eat an azalea which i'm sort of like i mean they're flowers it's not food but if you do it will really wreak havoc on your stomach and maybe cause cardiovascular problems which kind of reminded me of like if you eat too much pimento cheese Mm. probably also have you ever eaten too much pimento cheese yeah same have you (laughs) (laughs) hard same oh man i make very very good pimento cheese i bet you do Do we should make pimento cheese sandwiches for this Sunday and watch the last round of the match. I'm going to be in Boston. Oh, I'm, I'm so bummed. I'll make them for myself then. Well, we can maybe... I'm Actually, I might be back in time on Sunday. If I am, let's make a pimento... Do you, what do you put in it? What's your pimento cheese recipe? It's a secret. Let's just, let's just transition I, hard I out of agrofat. I can't tell you. Can I ask you one question? Do I put pickle juice in yeah. it? No, but I'm open to uh, okay. trying that out. Okay. Um, that's all I had. Anyway, um, azaleas are very resistant to pests and shrubs, except they have a weakness for something called bark scale, which is like sort of white. So like gray fuzzy. scale, like in Game of Thrones? Well, I don't know because I don't watch it. What mm. is that? Gray scale. It's like when the when the the gray scale men, the stone men in old Valeria, they have this oh. disease. Is that what that is? I've seen pictures of them. They have this disease and they're all scaly and it makes you go crazy and then that you become actually, this like undead monster. And if they touch you. Is that what a white walker is? No, 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 no. Oh, Different. Okay. But you're uh, you're close, I guess. Uh, well, but yes. They touch what... you and then they give you grayscale and then it spreads. Oh. So Jorah Mormont, the hot old guy who's yeah. in love with Daenerys, he has grayscale <laughs> in season seven or season six. And then he gets cured in season seven. Spoiler alert. Shit. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. My so favorite. yes, but that is what that is what bark scale is like for azaleas. It really is this sort yeah. of invasive plant that okay. can wreak havoc, and it it has like these sort of white fuzzy things. I really did a lot of research. Can I just say my favorite line in Game of Thrones yeah. is like when when Jorah. You won't appreciate this, but someone out there will. Jorah and Tyrion are on like this little like boat, uh-huh. and he's like, "Stone men, don't let them touch you." <laughs> That's a really good The way line. he delivers the line makes me think of like when you're like playing like the floor is lava. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I love the don't let them touch. Don't let them touch you. That's how I feel about most people. Um, Also, also, azaleas. Here's here's my last azalea fact. Yes, Um, they grow very well under the shade of nearby trees like pine, oak, or holly, and they like moisture around their roots. But they do not grow well with quote wet feet. 
So soil should be well drained. And this kind of like, I was like, this reminds me of us. Like we appreciate some good shade and we don't like having wet feet. I hate having wet feet. I do too. And I I hate it. We spoke extensively last week about how we are anti-moisture. Yeah. In the, in the, in the weather. Like we don't like moist weather. Right. So this reminded me of us. Wow. We're, we're little little and we're toxic. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. This is wild. I like azaleas. I do too. It's a, it's a good name. That's a good name. It's really pretty. Azalea. Well, I guess there's azalea banks. Yeah. Which there's probably other azaleas. Yeah. But I love I love that's that a good word. Name. And I love the masters and I love their plants. So all right. Let's close the show out with some Mike Trout fan club action. Uh, Brandon, we need some like siren sound effects like that's that's the best I can give you. Um Mike Trout It's it's not on the budget as of yet. Thanks, man. Mike Trout, um he may have strained his groin. Ooh. You hate I, that sucks. Yeah, I pulled my groin before. Doing what? <laughs> uh, like running. <laughs> it's really painful. Uh, well, I feel bad for our guy. I feel really bad for our guy. Do we know uh, how hurt he is? I think he's day to day. Okay. Um, he exited a game early yesterday okay. with the groin, groin pain. So that's. It's a bummer. Whenever for our guy. I have to be honest, whenever they say groin pain for men in sports, I'm like, is it that or is it yeah. something? Is it like, is it actually your groin muscle or is it like? <laughs> it's your groin. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's our Mike Troy. Mike Troy. <laughs> uh, one of our MVP MVPs told, told me we should mm-hmm. name this Trout Tidbits. Oh, that's pretty good. But I like it makes I me like think Mike, though, that makes me think of like appetizers, like yes. smoked trout hors d'oeuvres. I yeah. like I like the unofficial official Mike Trout fan club. I do too. I think I'm gonna stick um, with that. And he hasn't posted anything on Instagram since the dog post last week, but he did post on, a, he did post a story with hashtag LTBU, which means light this baby up. So I think from that we can infer that he's into arson and infanticide. Oh wow! <laughs> so those are our Mike Trout facts of the week. What a dangerous man. <laughs> Mike Trout. Mike Trout, man. we're on to you. But I hope your groin heals. Oh, me too. I hope you're better. Cause and if not- Also, can you post something? Yeah, like we maybe- more content. Maybe he'll post more now that he's hurt. Okay. But yeah, yeah but post more because we need some- We need more. We need more. Hey, yeah. MVP, VPs. Can you guys all DM Mike Trout on Instagram and like tweet at him and be like, post give more. us more content? Yeah. But even if it's just Juno Trout, his, right. his lovely we fluffy love dog. Juno Trout. All right. Well- Folks, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, this was a fun one, Char. This is a, we, I had, we, I had, had a, we had a blast. I had so much fun. Yeah. I feel like we covered some really great stuff. We got a little deep. We did. We made some jokes. And uh, you guys should tell all your friends to listen to us. Yep. I and mean, subscribe. not like not, don't like do what we say to do, because oftentimes that's not a great idea. But listen, right, to, right, the listen to the podcast. Subscribe. Don't like go around pegging guys with baseball. Right. Leave us a review. We yes. have a lot of really funny, great reviews. And we and appreciate I love, them. I love when we get a nice review and a five-star rating. So subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Keep tweeting at us at, at Most of the Podcast. And our Instagram is at Most Valuable Podcast. Some fire memes up there. Lots of good memes. Good shit all around. So all um, right. let's eat this week. <laughs>